Hi, I'm Jim Purdue of Purdue Chicken. Unlike our competitor, who's gone back to feeding their chickens antibiotics, we at Purdue will remain no antibiotics ever. No antibiotics ever because we raise our chickens in a healthy environment, so they don't need them. No antibiotics ever takes more time and money, but it's the right thing to do. So when you buy chicken, look for the Purdue label to make sure your chicken is no antibiotics ever. Get the facts at Purdue.com. Hey, this is former NFL tight end Clay Harbor coming to you with Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a daily fantasy sports app that's super fun. You can turn $10 into $250 with just a few clicks. And with the Prize Picks reboot policy, your entry stays in play if your player gets injured in the first half and does not return in the second. Crazy, right? Go to prizepicks.com slash believe. That's B L E A V and enter code BLEAV for your first deposit match up to $100. Welcome to the Recovering Athlete Podcast. My name is Cletus Coffey, a former professional and world champion athlete. In each episode, we are bringing you inspiring individuals or educational trainings to help you get out of mediocrity and learn how to reach your highest potential in life after sports. I'm so thankful you're here. Now let's come together and create a greater impact in life than we ever did in sports. What's up, my friends? It's Cletus. So glad to have you here on the Recovering Athlete Podcast. This is going to be the story of the three-headed monster. What is the three-headed monster and why in the world are we talking about this? Well, this is a concept that's really, it's a personal growth. It's a, it's a concept on responsibility. And it's something that I find so often in so many former athletes that they have not addressed this element, primarily because it started when you were knee high, when you first got on to uh, a sports team or in on a in a particular sport and started competing, you started to learn about the three-headed monster. And I'm willing to bet if you have not addressed it, you've probably taught it, maybe even just modeling it to your children if they are competitive athletes. And now they have absorbed the three-headed monster and it just continues to stay in our lives. And the story continues on. Let's break the cycle. You and me, right here, right now, we will break the cycle of the three-headed monster and it's important because it's really, it's almost like it's part of sports. So like everything I do here, I want to make sure I'm, I you know, communicate some of these uh, sometimes challenging and, oh gosh, you know, uh, concepts that require us to be open and vulnerable and communicate them through the language of sport. That, what's, that, that seemed to work best for me uh, was when I found someone that could take these concepts around personal growth and and developing myself as an individual and then getting to things like business and actually could communicate them through the language of sports like hey let's talk ball like we we understand ball uh, and and let's take these concepts and let's let's simplify them that works best for me I hope I can communicate that and convey that here in this message to you today about the three-headed monster so let's dive in what is it and why is it still hanging around in your life preventing you? from achieving the results that you want, whether it be reaching your highest potential in life, which I know, I know you want to reach because you did it in sport. You, just a quick reminder, a tap on the shoulder. In sport, your goal was to be, reach the highest potential in your particular craft. What about in life after sports? Like now all of a sudden we're, we're cool with sitting on the bench 
You find me there? There is a lot more that you are capable of. And you wouldn't, you didn't go into sport and say, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm here just to sit on the bench and, and be beautifully mediocre. No, you worked at it. You worked hard. You were in the off-season trainings. You got, you, you put your body and, and mind and even lifestyle on the line. Because I'm sure you could, there's a lot of other things you could have been doing other than training in the wee hours in the morning or the night or uh, you know, during the season, traveling on buses, and you could have been hanging out with friends and so forth, but you didn't. You went all in on your sport. Let's go all in on life. You with me on this? I mean, yeah, it's scary. There's a lot of unknowns. I've, I face them right now as I'm growing this message and my brand and my business. There's a tremendous amount of fear and it's scary and a lot of unknowns, but man, I just want to keep moving forward, keep putting in the work because I I know it to be true. I put in the work as an athlete and things began to grow and manifest for me. And they will start to happen for you in life outside of sports. Here's one of them. Big concept. The three-headed monster. What is the three-headed monster? Blame, justify, and shame. Blame, justify, shame. Let's go through all three. Number one, numero uno, blame. You were taught how to beautifully master the art of blame at a very early age. I mean, think about it. In your time as a, as a youth, high school athlete, or I mean, a collegiate athlete, you were, a paradigm was formed very early on that when things don't go well on the field, on the court, on the track, in the pool, wherever, on the golf course, it's something outside of you something outside you know in the environment out of your control that was the cause for your failure and if you've ever listened to my work on the athlete alibi uh, it's something you absolutely need to dive into and learn more about if you need some support in that you can go to cleatscoffee.com forward slash playbook and you can go through the workbook on the athlete alibi which is simply explaining away our failures we got really good at that Oh, no, no, no. You guys lost the game because of the ref. The ref screwed you. you know, she or he made a bad call, and that's what—that's why you lost the game. Blame. Uh, it was the weather. It was the field condition. It was your coach that made a bad call. It was your teammate who missed the game-winning kick or dropped the game-winning fly ball that caused the, the winning run to come home. It's your teammate's fault. Blame, 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 and you have brought that blame into your life, and it shows up in subtle ways. You blame your intimate partner for why maybe you're not happy or why things aren't going well in your life. You are blaming your bosses, your manager, your colleagues, your friends as to why you haven't talked in so long. Well, that's their fault. They haven't texted you in a while. Blame, blame, blame. Now, here's the thing. The, the, the process around that is to take ownership, take responsibility. Ooh, what athletes have such a difficult time doing. What, I got to own it? Uh, that's on me? Whoa, hold on a second. That requires me as an athlete to be vulnerable. Mm-mm. Athletes do not have a good, uh, an easy time being vulnerable. Thus, they have a hard time taking responsibility. What, I'm going to put that whole game on my shoulders? No way. So... It also is, there, there's, there's the, uh, a web that has you strangled because of the concept of fear. Even to today, I, I, you know, I 
speak and present and work with collegiate high school youth athletes. And the number one fear they all have on all levels, the fear of making mistakes. It starts very early on with the youth and it still happens in doing my my uh, work with parents. The, the parents, you know, they want teamwork and love and fun, but yet it's not cool to make a mistake. And coaches still in 2021 still are really, really negative with athletes about making mistakes. Now, take it to the college level. When I go talk to a, a NCAA school, you know one of the first people I go talk to? Not the coaches, not the athletes. The physical trainer. Yes, the training room where you used to get ice and stem and ice baths and your ankles taped and you know when you got bumps and bruises, massages, etc. Yeah, I go talk to them. Because oftentimes, would you believe it? That's where the athletes feel the safest to share what's going on for them. They're afraid to talk to their coaches for fear of losing playing time, uh, getting cut, losing their scholarship. I mean, all these things that are just strangling them, this fear. And it's still, it's not like once you're done playing, the fear goes away, the fear of making mistakes. It's been so ingrained in your mind to fear making mistakes that now you've got fear of making mistakes on your job, in your relationship, in parenting, and it's holding you back. Held me back in all areas of my life. Strangling me. So instead we blame. It's got to be someone else's fault. Afraid to take responsibility for fear of looking weak, for fear of actually owning a mistake that you made. So we blame others. And we're not blaming coaches anymore or the weather or maybe you're blaming the weather. Uh, maybe you're blaming your kids' coaches. <laughs> you're blaming your, your boss. You're blaming the stock market as to why. You're blaming the president as to why your, your money is not where it should be. Or you're blaming whoever else. Something external outside of any situation, event, whatever. You're blaming it. And when you do that, you're not taking ownership. You're not taking responsibility. That finger that you're pointing at something or something, someone else needs to come right back and point at you. It's on you, my friend. You are responsible. So once we realize, okay, maybe I shouldn't be blaming people. Oh yeah, it's one of the biggest challenges in relationships. I've been in relationships, I understand. And it's easy to blame. Blame someone else. Start taking ownership. So we realize that, oh gosh, maybe blaming is not very good. So then what we do is we say, okay, I'm not going to blame. I'm going to justify. Yes, you justify. You just make excuses. Oh, yeah, you know, gosh, I got third in that race because of my hammy. My hammy's been tight all, all, all week long. Or didn't play, didn't play very well in that game because my back's been bugging me or I didn't get enough nice sleep or, oh, gosh, I had finals going on and so I didn't get, I wasn't able to focus on, on sports. Uh, whatever. It's just, it's, we justify. We try to explain away using excuses and lies to protect our ego. That's all it is. It is your ego that you are trying to protect. And, and, and the ego's trying, is doing a marvelous job. They're like, oh, yeah, let's blame somebody else. That's easy. That will make us look bad. Or let's justify. Let's make an excuse. Let's, let's lie a little bit because it can't be on us. We got to look good. We have to be out there on that field in our shiny uniform looking good. We made the, the game-winning play. We're on the court looking 
looking fly in our in in our swag and, and looking good. We we can't we can't look vulnerable, let alone own things. Right? No. So we begin to make excuses. So what ultimately happens after that? And those excuses are the big things. And one of the biggest excuses you're making, one of the biggest ones that are really important to really grasp on is you're not reaching where you want to. You're not, you don't have the lifestyle that you want. You don't have the career that you want. You don't have the life that you truly want and the result that you want. And so you make excuses. You justify. Uh, well, I didn't get them. I should have majored in something different. But uh, it was the only thing that was available at the time. Or the only classes I can get. Uh, or I wasn't able to to get further my education because I didn't have enough money. Or, you know, I have kids, Cletus. I can't study on how to be an entrepreneur and, and launch my own business or find my passion or understand my skills. Justify, justify. I hear it all the time with so many, because, you know, a lot of my athletes, all of my clients are focused on how they can launch their brand and their passion, their businesses. And excuses come out of the woodworks. It's amazing. I, it's, they're to be expected now. So I empathize. I get it because I was there too. I made the same damn excuses. I justified as to why I wasn't where I wanted to be or where I knew I was capable of being. So once that happens, then the shame comes in. This is the last, the last head of the three-headed monster. That's where that shame comes in. I feel shameful. You know, I blamed everyone else and it's all about me and... I feel bad about that. And you feel shameful that you didn't take ownership earlier on in your life. And so now you are in your mid-40s. Welcome to the club. And you are saying, hey, gosh, I, I feel completely ashamed that I didn't do X, Y, and Z sooner. Or I didn't recognize uh, how much value my partner brought into my life before we got divorced. or And that shame really sets in and, and it becomes a whole body experience all about you. It's not This isn't guilt, right? Guilt is like, hey, I feel guilty for what I said or what I did or making that mistake. And we can, we can it doesn't take over. Shame takes over. So once you've looked, you've, put other people you've pointed other people as being the scapegoats is or as to why you are aren't where you want to be or why you're you're failing then you begin to make excuses and now you're sitting with it okay you've you made you've got you're shameful because you made your partner unhappy um not made i should say your partner is unhappy and you can't make them maybe they're angry at you or maybe you have some disconnection with your partner or your children and you feel ashamed of that. Or you've disconnected with your, your dreams and your vision. There's shame around that. And so we, what was me? We sit in that. And all we're doing is focusing on ourselves. We're still, even though we're, we're shameful because God, we, we hurt someone and we did that, that's still not taking ownership. That's just, what was me? I'm sitting in it. I'm feeling shame. I come first. Uh, you know, I deserved all these these bad things, and that's uh, 
you know, we, we kind of like that in society. We like when other people feel ashamed for things that they did. Yet at the same time, it would be great to encourage others to, to get out of that shame and start taking ownership and taking responsibility. And so, you know, we want to, when we look at the process of blaming, then we justify, and then we feel ashamed. We feel ashamed that we let our team down way back when. And we take it on and woe is me. And then you know, we, we lose interest or we, we lose focus on what really has to happen as an athlete and then here later in life. Let's get rid of this three-headed monster. That blame, when you find yourself pointing your finger, either literally or metaphorically, it's time to turn it back onto yourself. So try. And awareness is the key. This is the key. Once you're aware... I don't know what percentage it is. I don't know if it's half the battle or whatever. But once you're aware, that, that's a huge, huge step in recovery and, and getting better. So let's stop pointing at others and start pointing at us. When you find yourself making just the smallest of excuse, ah, oh, there was a lot of traffic excuse, you're justifying why you were late. So whatever ways in which you're justifying why you haven't, met your own expectations or been able to be of service and, and help others, you know, your family, your colleagues, your clients, what have you, own it. Yeah, there may be some consequences in owning it, but it feels good. Yeah, the consequences suck. You Maybe you lose a client. Maybe you've, you, uh, you have angered those that love you and, and trust you uh, or you've let others down. And oh, okay, I mean, that's part of the human experience. Welcome to humanity, my friend. Blame, justify, and shame. That is the human experience. So, although it is part of humanity and it is something that we all go through, it doesn't mean you have to continue that and and still stay in that realm. So, let's get past the blame. Let's be aware of when we're pointing fingers at others. Let's be aware of when we are trying to justify, kind of explain away and using excuses, using lies Uh, as to why we're not getting what we want. And then lastly, the shame. You can feel shameful. You can feel guilty. Those are natural emotions. However, let's not sit in that. You know that sitting on the sidelines, feeling guilty or shameful, while the game is still going on out there on the field, you are being of no service to your team. You with me? So, you have to be able to put that past you to get back in the game and own it and say, I-, I am responsible. That is on me. I learned from that process and I am going to go out there and get back in the game and work on getting better. Remember, it's not did you win, it's did you get better. We could, we could win. You could be winning right now and be so full of blame, justification, and shame. You really could be. And what, you know, whatever, whatever you want to, uh, um, whatever winning means to you is what I'm trying to say. Maybe you got money. Maybe you got the love of your life. Maybe you got the most amazing kids. Maybe you're in the greatest health. And there's probably some area that you can get better in. We don't all don't have it. We all don't have it locked down completely. So there is an area you can get better in. So why not just go get better and get back into the game? So let's get off the sideline of shame and get back into the game. Get back into communication with your partner. Get back in 
uh, reach back out to that client, take an ownership, and then may say, peace out. I don't want any part of you. We're not going to do business again. Lesson learned. Or they may say, you know, I appreciate you owning it. Uh, I have enough of a banked trust with you that I'll give you another shot. But you don't know unless you, unless you start to own it and take that, take that responsibility. So to, to, to conclude here, that three-headed monster is something that we learned very early on through sport that still is with us today. It doesn't have to be. It is part of the human experience. We can get better and improve. And what better time than to do it right now? So, my friend, get into the game. If you need help getting into the game, as I mentioned all the time, I'm here to, to support you in any capacity that I can. If you want to come be part of this community, if you want to be part of our coaching and training to help you navigate through these challenging parts, go to cleediscoffee.com. Uh, you can also go to cleediscoffee.com forward slash playbook. That's a, a good entry point into uh, connecting with us. You can obviously DM me. I'm at Cletus Coffee on all social channels. Let me know. Was this helpful? Would you like something more along these lines? Please leave a, a, a five-star rating. Leave a review. Let me know if this was helpful. If there's more that I can support you in, by all means, leave a review or, or shoot me a message. Shoot me a DM. And I would like to be able to be of service. That's my goal. That's my mission. That's what I'm here to do. What about you? What's your meaning? What is your mission? What are you here to do? Let's figure it out together. All right, my friend. Be good. Have a great and safe week. I'll catch you next time. Meet Josh. This school year, he wants to be the best actor in his grade. Okay, Josh. Are you ready for your school play? Yes, Mama. I'm more than ready. <coughs> um, that's not part of the script. Good thing Walmart's pharmacy has everything you need for coughs, colds, sniffles, and even the flu. All at affordable prices. The show must go on! Well, someone's feeling better. Give it up for Josh. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.